Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Happy New Year, first of all. You too. You too. <laughs> How's it going? It's going. Days without the nanny are a little bit more stressful, for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, I know we both have a podcast, so I think we're both probably gonna be in each other's podcast by the end of this, which is perfect. <laughs> awesome. I was actually checking out the profile and I was like, oh, this is dope. We definitely have some good stuff to talk about. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So tell me tell me more about yourself, because I've seen it on Podmatch, but also I want to have that first-hand response to be and then I also do the same thing too sure sure so um I guess a little bit about myself I went to school for psychology and while I was in school I also decided to enter the adult industry um so I was in the industry for about 10 years I still have um activity on like third-party platforms that I no longer shoot for mainstream companies um, my husband and I own a couple of restaurants, so that's been really interesting considering 2020. Um, we're both new parents. Uh, we focus a lot on, I guess, like growing our family together, making sure we're on the same page. So we focus a lot on spirituality and um, our businesses because we're business partners in pretty much everything. And that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Awesome. Um, for me, my name is Favor and I'm fully within the entertainment business industry where we're able to help with digital marketing, branding, and just social media at a full scale so that people know exactly how to use their brands online and do it the right way. So my focus has been on music for a long time. I'm a drummer, self-taught drummer. And I've also, you know, put myself in a place where I've been able to professionally do that now into actually creating records and being actually there in the limelight from a business perspective. So all I do now is the entertainment business and, you know, dealing with merch. And I would definitely want to send you out some merch just to say thank you for today as well. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. So how is uh how's drumming going with twenty? Like where 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 are you based out of? First of all, like did you guys really shut down or were you pretty open? Oh, I'm in Atlanta and we're not really shut down, but I've been hearing a lot of things happening. I actually even sent you a a DM on a voice note just to explain what happened this morning because I was also a little bit late by three minutes and <laughs> and I was like, oh no, it's the first day. We can't be late on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I definitely, you know, um, took it in. And with drumming, of course, I I don't drum in a band or some sort. It's like whatever I learned is what I've been able to apply to whatever I do professionally. So if I'm making beats, if I'm, you know, making records, so it doesn't have a big impact on me. But I think the biggest impact was in terms of production because I also deal with, you know, media production. I'm a big editor, so I'm able to really put things into perspective and help people see their vision from the lens. So I did some photography classes back in the day, you know, when you had to, like, develop negative films and everything. So I did the whole nine yards, but I think growing now, I'm more specifically within the entertainment industry. Anything that is creative, I'm in. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you find like a big connection between your musical side and then your marketing side? Oh yeah, definitely. I see a lot of resemblance because music is as hard as marketing. Like mm-hmm. if you if you have the right marketing product but you don't know who to sell it to, it's like you also have the right song but you don't know who's gonna listen. So it's it's always that tuggle of war, but that's a sweet spot because that's where you're able to really know who your actual niche market is and through marketing i've been able to help other artists as well find their roots you know oh, i can grow on youtube or i'm like okay i can help you do some google analytics and seo so that you can reach the right people and then when you do blow up you don't have to think about oh i didn't change this tag so those are the things that we are able to help and you know link through so are you helping people i guess find their their way with like the the new state of the world, I guess, because you used to be able to enjoy live music and now that's like, depending on where you live, it's very limited. So now as like a new artist, I'm sure there's a lot of other avenues that you traditionally wouldn't take. And I guess some things like, I don't think they translate the same when you're not in person, right? Like sometimes like when you are in front of someone who can really play or really sing, like you have that emotional connection and sometimes that doesn't translate over like say TikTok, right? Yeah. So are you helping people navigate that I guess that hurdle? Yeah. I'm I'm there's actually one artist, his name is John Patrick in Houston and I've been working with him actually for about three months now. I've known him since we were younger, but we decided to do something professionally together. And that was one of his issues because he was like, I want to go on tour. I want to go around the city, but I can't really do that. So I said, hey, how about you host a party? You know, go live on on Zoom. Let people have exclusive access. The ones who come, give them merch. And then I understood things about, because I'm on this um, platform called Clubhouse. I don't know if you heard about it or if you're in it. But it's it's been growing so much and there was one of the rooms I got into and one person was talking about using that one thousand fan theory. So mm-hmm. when you think about the one thousand fan theory and you're now putting that to apply to whatever you do as a business, you know that you don't need the whole world to sell your items. You just need a number of people. Think about the stores that we have out outside the restaurants, for example, you would have you would have existing customers and returning customers and also of course new customers but the ones who come, keep coming back and you know they're probably 100 to 200 you're probably still going to be in business even though it's shut down so that's the kind of idea i gave him and men- mentally wise you have to be prepared like even if you go on stage and your mic goes off or someone just you know some random fan starts twerking in front of you you got to be prepared for those things so that you're not you know disfigured or like oh man this wasn't part of the script but like hey it happened it's spontaneous how can i you know reel it in so those are the things i'm able to help them see without them having to think so critically about the technical stuff mm-hmm. yeah so what got you into marketing so marketing is from an seo standpoint for me and mm-hmm. i'm able to you know i build websites i'm able to you know help people find their way just last year i was looking at the the list that we've built and we had about 12 logos we've done so it's mm-hmm. essentially like a logo each month you know because that's a business that's a website that's a different industry and marketing has really changed but i think what has helped me especially with digital marketing is that it's the same thing all through if people are searching for t-shirts and someone else is searching for coffee, there's a certain type of audience that's always going to look for that thing. So I now come in and say, this is where you're looking for your stuff and this is where we're going to find them. And then we now locate them specifically to that audience. So I'm not really feeling like, oh, 
the world is large and we can't find your audience it's more so okay what do you want to give what's your offering and then i now find the people who would offer to you and then from there make sure that your website is catering to them and giving them things that they need and eventually everybody has their own little community Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think a lot of industries are being forced to go that way right like looking at their their customers is more of a community because you need that loyalty especially in times like now um like when you're working at a restaurant your margins are like you know five or ten percent for a lot of them having a you know 50 percent capacity or not being able to open at all you know except for deliveries in some states um it's very difficult so you have to get really creative exactly speaking of creative i really want to know more about you as well and how you were in there for about 10 years in the adult entertainment industry because from people that from outside we don't really know what's going on inside i think i've watched a few documentaries and i keep hearing things and i'm like i don't know let me (laughs) so you tell me what was going in confidence wise and then now all the way to where you are right now in your life in a different state so how does that play into everything that you do today so I would say going in, my confidence was actually pretty low. Like I was, um, I want to say like probably 20-ish when I got in, Okay. Uh, maybe 21. So I think a lot of young women, like that's just, it comes with time, like building your confidence. And for me, it just, it wasn't really there, which is kind of ironic because you're about to go do something like really extreme on camera. But um, for some reason, it just felt like, that was an industry I was supposed to explore and kind of navigate and I started off super slow like just doing implied so like very modest like didn't show anything and I got very bored very quick so I was like I want to do the movies I want (laughs) to be like um you know like Jesse Jane and Pamela Anderson I want to try and see where I can go with that um, so I sent in like an email to this one company I liked and I was like, Hey, I don't know if you have to like audition or how does this go? Like I knew nothing about the industry at all. I just like knew there were a couple of companies I liked Yeah. just from some girls that I had followed. Um, and they're like, Oh no, you don't audition. Just send us like a couple photos. Um, and if we like you, we'll bring you down. So I sent the pictures, they flew me down to Florida. Um, it was terrifying the first couple scenes. Like I didn't know what I was doing. There's so many people on set. Like you didn't think, or at least I didn't think there's like a camera, like five camera guys and lighting and PAs, like all sorts of like, so it's not just like you and the talent and maybe one person usually yeah. like there's a big room full of people. So I just like jumped in with both legs and <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. And it was exhilarating. And I started to build my confidence through my time in the industry, which was really great. Um, For me, it was overall a really good experience. I know like that's not the case for everybody, but um, I don't know. I think it was, it was like the path I was supposed to kind of follow. And I know like for some people that's really controversial, but because they're like, what do you mean that's your path? I just feel like (laughs) I don't know the weight of it yet, but there was some reason I was supposed to do it. And I got to meet some really amazing people. just like every other industry every other industry there's like pros and cons and people get taken advantage of in some scenarios but i'm a firm believer that you know you can't be taken advantage of unless you allow people to do it you can't be a victim unless people unless you allow you know that to happen so it's all about how you see the situation you can either be like the hero or the victim of your story so just because something shitty happens to you doesn't mean 
that you have to live there, right? Like you can overcome that and try to find the good in that situation and what lesson you learned and how you can make a difference for people that you're maybe blazing the trail for. Mm, yeah, it does. So it's more like you were finding yourself, but at the same time, you knew that it wasn't going to last long. So it kind of like brought you to a tunnel vision where you're like, okay, I'm only here for some time. So let me actually enjoy my time then thinking too much about why I'm even here in the first place. Yeah. And I mean, just like any other industry where like you're using your body to make money, right? Whether you're an athlete or you're um, an actress, like in mainstream or an adult, like there's a shelf life. There's a very, very short shelf life for you. You know, like most mm. athletes are retiring like 30 maybe early 30s with the few exceptions so it's how can you i guess enjoy the ride but also be smart about it because you don't want to do all of that work and close all of those those doors especially with the adult industry because there's still that stigma so you don't want it to be for nothing so you want to be able to be smart with your money and then reinvest it or um grow it in whatever way whether that's in the stock market or you're an entrepreneur and you want to start another business but it's not smart to just say that you do well while you're shooting and you think it's going to last forever because it certainly is not so let me understand so how does this work for every talent is it like like you know how you have artists and you have managers or you have actresses and you have you know leads so would it be like your own individual personal gain or would you have to have like a a corporation to like manage the funds or know exactly when to call like how is the flow i'm just trying to also understand that oh, it's very like figure it out as you go like there is oh. no one there to hold your hand no one there to offer you advice usually the people that are trying to offer you advice don't necessarily have your best interest at heart so you kind of have to like roll with the punches so that's why i'm not a fan of being able to get in at 18 i think that's far too young i think you're going to get rolled over at that age. Um, even when I got in, you know, at 20 or 21, it was still very difficult to navigate. Um, a lot of girls, unfortunately, because they're so young and they don't understand taxes and they've never been an independent contractor or like a gig worker, um, they don't realize you have to, you know, reserve your tax money for the end of the year. They don't know, that they just assume that that's all profit. So at the end of the year, when the tax man's like, okay, you owe us, you know, 30%, 28%, here's your bill. And they're like, what do you mean? I don't have that anymore. Uh -oh. So they end up actually going into debt when they get into the industry, which is a really shitty thing since you're constantly chasing your tail at that point, like trying to play catch up wow so most people don't see this they only think about the fun side they don't think about the legal side or the admin the side aspect. yeah wow so for you did was that something you had to go through to understand better or you already knew how it was going to be when you found your safe landing I kind of already like knew how taxes worked. I've, okay. I've been working for a long time. My mom's um, always been a business owner, so I've worked since I was like ten for her, and then for other companies as well. Like my first like job, job I want to say was like, around ten years old for her, and I don't know. She just always taught me like the ins and outs, so I just knew that wasn't all my money, and I knew you know you have to start an LLC and all, blah blah blah, like all these like stupid little things that to some of these people in the industry are like, wait, what's that? Um, so I was fortunate that like I 
knew a little bit going in and then also my husband's like a finance major so he helped me a lot with like growing the money that you're making that way you don't you're not like this is glorious it's gonna last forever and it's, like, <laughs> no, it's not let's be smart with this let's put this somewhere else um so i was really fortunate but that's not the case for a lot of people and then you have like your agents that are in the industry but they don't really help a lot of them just you know they take their cut which doesn't even make sense but they take their cut they take their booking fee and they send you along your way so they don't send you up set you up with like a really good accountant or talk to you about um you know the very harsh reality that this might only last a year this might only last two years like there's no way to know Mm. wow that's deep so that means for you was it like you knew where you wanted it to go after it was done or it was pretty much based on whoever was shooting that knows what what's you know on the signature what do you mean in terms of publication distribution Mm -hmm. um, royalties if that's a thing you know (laughs) (laughs) definitely not i wish it was right (laughs) So you get to pick like what companies you work for typically. Um, You know, some people might feel like they don't have a choice because a lot of agents do kind of push you. They're like, well, work is work, so you need to take whatever job you want. But I've always been really selective as to who I would shoot with, what companies I would shoot with. Um, So I had a bit of a reputation for being difficult, but I think it's important that you control your brand because... If you just let anyone portray you however they want, then you're going to either lose fans or you're not going to have a sustainable brand once you're done shooting. Like, I've been fortunate to say that I've never shot anything that I'm, you know, I regret or I'm embarrassed of. I've always said, like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not working for that company. Mm. So I've always been um, ahead of it. Like, if I saw trouble coming for some reasons, which is why I didn't do, like, maybe certain scenes in my career. Um... So, yeah, I mean, the problem is, too, because there's no royalties, once they take that those photos and once they take that video, they can repurpose it, clip it, edit it however they want, and distribute it however they want, and you never get additional pay for that. So you have to be super, super careful because they could take one photo and edit it in such a way and then market you as something else or as a scene that you're not really comfortable with and they're sending it off to Singapore and you'll never know the difference, right? Wow. Yeah, like they're getting paid 10 times over on the exact same content. So yeah, it's really important to be specific as to who you're working with, know their reputation because you don't really know what's going to happen with the content afterwards. Okay. And did this happen for you before you met him or this was like in the process and then you both got in and then got out? How was that? What's the transition? That's what I'm looking for. So I was dating him as I was just getting in the industry. He's not in the industry. Um, he okay. never has been. So okay. he was just like my, my little cheerleader on the sidelines. But um, <laughs> yeah, so he he was there for like the entire evolution of my, my career. And I mean, there was definitely struggles right because it's a very unique situation especially when you're in a romantic relationship with someone and navigating that but um yeah i think it made a relationship stronger and i'm so grateful that i had someone there to like keep me grounded throughout the whole experience wow so that means there was really nothing like the word jealousy or like thought process like oh this could be it like when you're open to such a thing it's it's like it's better for them to process than it is for them to 
criticize or look at it from a different angle from someone who is not even in it at all? So he's like a really weird, um, so he is like the most open-minded person I have ever met. Like mm. I've never met someone like who doesn't judge anything, anyone, anything. Like he is so open-minded and like there could be a situation where I'm like, oh my gosh, can you believe blah, 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 blah. And then he'll see like the complete other side. Like he has such compassion for everything and such empathy for everything. So it's like almost like the ego is taken out of the equation. And it's not to say we didn't deal with jealousy like that still was like that a hurdle throughout the relationship. But the way that he saw it was different and like unique to anyone else that I've talked to. He just was like, I don't want to get in the way of like her, like her de like destiny or experience or her fate. Like, I don't want to influence that. So whatever is supposed to happen for her, I don't want to be an obstacle in that way. I want to support her. And because he looked at it that way, like, like something as silly as jealousy didn't matter. Mm. Yeah, like it just, there was something more powerful than like a temporary jealousy that he was feeling because he knew like, it's just work it's just a scene like i am not into that person i'm not dating that person so he was really able to have like checks and balances in that way okay mm -hmm. that's a good one to put then then that it makes sense because now you're able to really explore even with the person you're with and be more open because i feel like there's some relationships that are not as open and they, mm -hmm. and they feel so clouded that oh I can't bring a third party in or I can't make it kinky so it's like when you don't think about those things and now it actually happens naturally then it becomes more like fair play mm -hmm. yeah I think so too and the thing with jealousy is it it shows up in every single relationship I don't know a couple that's never dealt with it right and it's it's how important is that to you and then where is that coming from and how much of that is ego and how much of that is healthy jealousy because like there's still healthy jealousy in any relationship but you know if you can't go out with just the boys because your girlfriend or wife is going to text you and call you the whole night and trap you on her phone and even if you're not doing anything like she's just so insecure in her own skin that there's no trust so for me if there's no trust in a relationship you don't have a relationship so it's whether or not you're doing anything it doesn't matter right like it didn't matter that i was having sex with other people on camera like that didn't matter like that feeling is the same so i've seen it in crazy ways with regular people in traditional relationships that were just toxic and you have to understand like you're not going to be happy if you let that emotion overrun your life. And whether or not, again, the person is doing it, even if someone's cheating, right? Like, let's say they actually are cheating, they're betraying the rules of your relationship, and that emotion is taking hold of you, and you're acting out in these really ugly ways. Why are you in that relationship? Yeah. That's not a relationship. That's not healthy. That's not happiness. And that's not good for either person. So you have to dig deeper and not just say, oh, well, that's bad behavior and this this feeling is justified mm, that's deep okay that definitely makes sense because i think for me i would also say that like i this was a couple of years ago i'll say probably three years ago or so i was like somebody introduced me to something like, i think they call it the lifestyle and then we went to a couple of parties here and there it was really open you know but at the same time it's like you also have to be sure of where the scene is who's around 
and all that kind of stuff so was that a way to like explore with him? like you said he was not in it at all so those kind of other events that would happen like maybe um people would call them like a trapeze kind of event or uh or what do they call the camera it's in houston yeah colette's you know this kind of different avenues where couples go you know is it different from what was you know you're used to before or this is like completely different from what it is right now so do you mean like are those like like sex clubs or something yeah they kind of call it i don't know what they call that's why i didn't know what to call it but they're different types but Uh those are different places people go even though they're not in it but they can just go and explore and have fun so was that an area that was of interest or that was not even part of the the question no 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 we're at least talking like normal (laughs) okay like we don't deviate too far when it comes to that i don't know um for me, it was about, it was mostly work. Like there were some times where I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is like amazing sex." You can't deny that. But yeah, I, it was a business for me, and uh. like I wasn't like going in to like feed this appetite that I had. Like that wasn't. It was more like a curiosity. Um, but it, I always looked at it like a business. It was never like a lifestyle. Okay. We're very like we're in bed by nine o'clock. Like we're just like very boring people in like our day to day life. So yeah, I would be so freaked out to do like one of those clubs or even like I would be like, ooh, what's happening? Little, little, you know, sneaky in the corner. It'd be weird for me. Um, but yeah, I like I don't judge that. I had friends that do that. Like they go to those clubs and they have a great time and they go with like their husband and their wife and you know that's their thing. Um, but for me, like, even when I was in the industry, like, I never had a one night stand. I never just like met someone and hooked up with them. So like, that's like outside my comfort zone for me, like knowing that that person was like a professional, you were both there to do like a scripted scene made it easier for me. Um, and first couple of times we're still like, Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I just met you and we're about to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it took me time to like acclimate, but to do that just because, I mean, I, daughter of like a cop so like told like this person's gonna kidnap you this person's gonna murder you if you do this you're gonna die so I respond to so just, yeah I don't know it's in my natural behavior to do that <laughs> okay okay that that's a good that's a good way to put it and for someone who probably has no clue about any of this stuff like especially like with women with confidence because sometimes people say okay this can boost up your confidence this may help you to be more willing this does that play a role especially with what you've seen with other people your friends or is it like a personal thing that they have to fix before they can get into it i think confidence is really tricky for everybody i think there have been studies that say, you know, faking it to till you make it actually does work. So I think when you're in the industry, the whole faking it part helps a lot. You have to be confident on screen, otherwise you're going to be shit and you're not going to have a job. So it <laughs> uh, forces you to kind of exercise that muscle. And then the more that you exercise it, the more you actually start to believe it. Okay. The cool thing about the adult industry is like, so many different kinds of bodies right like in both men and women like not everyone looks one way so you can uh, it gives you different appreciation i think 
for your, you know, for your body, especially for like, I guess I shouldn't say especially for women because I know men with it too, but you're like, oh, like this love handle or this, I don't, my abs aren't etched enough, whatever yeah. it is. You're like, oh, well, it doesn't need to be. Like, there's still something sexy in this, and there's still something sexy in this, and this can still be attractive. Yeah. And I think it makes you be less hard on yourself when it comes to, like, how you appear on the outside. So that's a huge advantage. At least it was for me. Okay. That makes sense, because now you're able to really enjoy what you're there for rather than be thinking too hard about the ifs and the maybes. Because that could play a role in, you know, changing the way you want to actually perform or how you want to actually be with yourself. So it, it plays it plays a good role. Yeah, and I mean, if you're too focused on, like, what your stomach looks like or what your facial expressions are, then it's not, you're not going to be able to, like, have that, like, that flow where you're just, like, connected to that person and it translates really well on camera and then that you know you can take to your personal life it's like these little things don't matter right like if you were already having sex with a person they don't like the deal's done like they don't care about like that little <laughs> role they don't you're making a weird face like you know are they into it are you into it and like focus on that like those other little things are just so superficial and they don't matter yeah that's true and i think it also plays a good role for relationships too that have to think about those things or i have to work out or i have to you know eat the right food you know i have to do the right thing and there's some people who just don't even care about their bodies and they're totally fine <laughs> so it's it's really a, a point of choice that you have to make and then like you said you don't it's not everybody you have to know who that person is and so that it's it's more enjoyable because you have that mindset that you're at peace you know without having to think about all the the crazy stuff that oh this person is here yesterday oh okay not tomorrow you know so it's a lot of like friction which can be dissolved through you know processing thoughts that you know help you become better yeah i think it comes down to like being grateful for for your body too right so it's like I guess like appreciating the flaws but that's not to say like go eat until you become obese and you start to sacrifice sacrifice your health right like it's also not good but it, not be overly critical about the little things right and I think we're all attracted to health and we're all attracted um to people that have like a growth mindset and that want to constantly improve and those those show up in all aspects of your life like one who's constantly trying to grow and better themselves isn't gonna I guess like allow themselves to get crazed and healthy but we have like this idea of beauty that it has to be completely airbrushed and flawless it's not realistic like all of my photos that have been all touched up right like I, I don't even look like me on <laughs> DVD covers um, okay but that's not to say that if I gain 50 pounds, that's also okay. It's not for me. I respect my body and I want this to take me to be older, 110 years older, whatever it is. And I have to make sure that I take care of it now. So it's me to where I need to be when I'm old. I like to be able to play with my grandkids and all of that stuff. So right. it's taking like the superficial aspect out, but also being like, you still have to respect and keep healthy. Okay. Yeah exactly and those are things that you can't live without because you need to know how your body reacts to certain things 
and how you're able to play the roles, you know, without, you know, thinking too hard. And speaking of roles, you, you mentioned something that caught my attention when you said scripted. And I'm like, how scripted is scripted? <laughs> it depends on, like, one company that um, there was a lot of acting, actually. So we spent more time doing acting scenes than the explicit scenes. Um, and then worked for other companies where there's no acting, but they are like, okay, you have to do this position for this long and then go to this position for this long. And they had the entire thing mapped out. And I hated those days. Like, that's just not real. And people are going to know that this is real, not real. And I'm going to be ahead trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do next instead of like being connected in that theme. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it depends on the person. Some people are just very, very like anal and they just don't want any questions and they just want to be predictable and it's exactly how they see it um, happening on campus. Those always kind of sucked. 